Brother Ned, if you'll do the honors. I wouldn't do that, Reverend. You see, St. Flanders is as crooked as you or me. My oh, that's, that's right. It's my sad duty to rat out this man for defrauding a car wash. How, you ask? With a phony senior discount card. Well, that's not quite true. Did you or did you not use a senior citizen discount card at said car wash? Well, I did, but... Now, I'm not a fancy big city lawyer. <gasps> but it seems to me that a senior citizen has to be over 55. Isn't that so? Well, yes. And you are how old? <sighs> I suppose, if you must know, I'm... Well, I'm... I'm 60. What's your secret, Flanders? Goat placenta? Monkey sweat? Some kind of electric hat? Holy water? It's holy water, right? Ah, it burns! Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review Viva Ned Flanders. Hi, I'm Dando. Hey, you're doing the singing. I am Mitch. Yes, um, I've been really looking forward to doing this. This is the one that, you know you got that category of episodes of The Simpsons from this era where it's like, I can't believe it came this late in the season, yep. or in the series. Yep. This is one of those, like the um, the New York episode as well. It's very similar to that. It is very similar to that. Um, in And I'd, I'd remembered it really fondly in Same Deal. I was like, oh, was that that late? But then watching it... There are little things along the way where a I was like, oh no, this this absolutely fits where it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think it's one that if you haven't rewatched in recent times, you'd probably be in the same boat. That you'd be like, yeah, that was a great episode. And then you watch it and go, ah, that's an episode. It's a very memorable episode. I it is certainly a memorable episode. I wouldn't say, it's not a terrible episode. It, there's a lot to dislike if you want to take that perspective. Mm. I sort of said, did it entertain me? And it did entertain me. There's a lot of things that made me roll my eyes though, mm-hmm. particularly Homer in this. Yeah, um, yeah. there's some elements of Homer. There's elements of writing in general throughout. Mm. Um, some joke writing that there's one in particular and I'm conflicted because it's from my favourite moment of the episode but it also contains one of the worst uh, one of the worst jokes. If you were to look at analysing a joke, it completely falls apart. So like, it's one of these things where on surface value it's like, ha, hilarious. And then I thought about it for two seconds and the more I thought about it, the angrier I got and the worse it became. And we'll, we'll deal with it when when, okay. when we get to favourite moments. We'll I'm talk intrigued. about that. So favourite moments in the episode. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I, I, I thought it was a really fun story that I'm surprised hadn't already been done mm-hmm. with Flanders sort of going on the wild side a bit. I know they tackled the Flanders in the Hurricane Nettie, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a different attitude. Well, well there, it felt like the first time in a long time since we've had any... Um, any Flanders Ned Flanders based. of substance in an episode. I can't recall. Um, it probably is one that's... I can't, Hurricane Ned is the, the main Flanders episode, I think. Yeah, uh, but there used to be a lot more, even if it was just Homer versus Ned. Ned used to play a bigger role in episodes. Probably, uh, would it be the Movementarians? The Joy of Sect was the last time yeah. he had a bit to do. And even that really only boiled down to that one scene in his sort of rumpus room. But I, I think that the dynamic between Homer and Flanders too... That was sort of when the show was based in the realm of realism. Mm. They've sort of gone out of that now where it's always usually Homer doing something wacky now where Homer was usually at home doing something and just bantering with Flanders because that's just what... That was like the cliche comedy sort of yeah. duo. That's probably, Maybe that's why Flanders doesn't exist so much anymore because Homer's out doing wacky things. He's not at home to be annoyed by yeah, Flanders. Yeah, well, he's no longer the everyman so the annoying yeah. neighbour next door doesn't fit into any of those roles. No. Yeah, I, 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 no I watched this and I sort of thought... It's an episode that needed someone like Grimy because Homer's doing all these things and no one's calling him out for it. Yeah, even Ned, who normally would, is too busy going along with it, which He's is obviously the point of Ned in this episode, so he can't be doing anything different. But yeah, without any ca- counterbalance whatsoever, it just becomes wacky caper and then, you know, they make a terrible mistake. Mm. But then that mistake isn't resolved, which is a real kind of crushing blow of the episode, that there there is no comeuppance. They go on a run through the casino and then they're kicked out of town, but they weren't planning on staying in town anyway. So, you know, no big deal. I didn't actually even think about that. There's absolutely no consequence at all to their actions that, that mean like, it's just like, and we're building up and we're done. And now there's vultures. The only consequence is that, spoiler alert, I know you wouldn't have seen it, in a couple of seasons, the wives come back. Yeah, I know, but But that that doesn't count. But that, how is that living legally binding? They're already married. You can't get married twice, right? Well, I wouldn't have thought. 
Oh well, I I don't know. I know there some people some, have two wives. There are some states that have polygamy. I don't I don't know I don't, how it works. Over no, there. no. But I'm assuming if just say you and I went to Las Vegas, we, we got married. Yes, <laughs> we, we we couldn't get married, right? Uh, well, when it when one is in one country and one's in another, then it does if become both, if we're US based then. If we're US citizens, yeah. I, I mean, if we went to Crown Casino in Melbourne, <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't know how much there is in the way of checks and balances, but I reckon both wives would have fair. They would both have a crack at a civil suit if they needed to, like, take us for happy a shit. Yeah, <laughs> she gets half. They both get half, and we get nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what did you like about the episode? Because I read some reviews of this, and they were scathing. I don't want to get into that. Just I oh, want to really? kick off okay. with some positive stuff. Thought, so what overall, did you like? I thought there were positives. Um, what did I like? So, I, I really liked the first two acts of the episode. I, I, I enjoyed the. Um, well, the car wash scene was, I mean, funny, just sight gags and wacky visual gags, but that was kind of fun. And I liked that they were mining a kind of everyday mundane activity. I enjoyed the fact, um, like the, the meta gags when they're blowing up the casino. It's like, you know, it seemed like this place opened and then a week later, everyone forgot about it. Yeah. That sort of stuff was was good. It was a nice little throwback. Yeah. Um, I liked some of Homer's... Uh, I don't even know what the right word here is to describe them, but I enjoyed the moments of, like, the, the parody of the game. Like, you know, soon I will come for you. Oh, yeah. Then the game will begin. Um, that that sort of stuff I liked. I, I liked, as stupid as it is, Homer with a rotisserie chicken on his chimney. So this is was, the kind of stuff that the reviewers hated. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'll, I'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but yeah. Like, I, I thought, I mean, I thought that was not all that removed from stuff that's, that could have happened in the last few seasons. It's definitely definitely out of place with last season couple two, seasons. season yeah, three, yeah. but not out of place with anything from season seven, eight, nine. No. Um, it, it, to my eyes, at the very least. So I, 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 that was the sort of stuff that made me chuckle along. I just overall, my biggest problem with it is the structure of the episode and that it doesn't hold up as a piece of writing overall. Now I know we always talk about how we have to take each episode as its own thing now mm-hmm. it's, don't look at, don't look at the continuity of other yeah, episodes yeah correct yep did it bother you a little bit though that now that Flanders is apparently 60 that it fucked up the Hurricane Nettie episode with the beatniks and the spanking and everything oh that didn't bother me what did bother me is apparently church boy Ned Flanders who's probably been married for however long only had kids when he was 52 that's another good thing I didn't point um, out yeah. yeah that was an issue yeah um, and it's a it's kind of thing where you sort of thought surely that was raised in the meeting when they were pitching it like, did they care though well the, see this is and yeah and when I lead into the bit that I really broke me uh, is another thing I was like they're really really smart people that work on this show way smarter than me way better mm. at writing comedy than me were they just being lazy or were they taking the audience for granted One, it's only one of those two things they, they didn't think about it they thought about it and thought ah it's okay or they went nah fuck them one of those three things, and I don't like either of those responses. Well, I actually read a really interesting article. It was Mike Scully made Simpsons fans. I don't believe this is what the article was, what it was saying. Mike Scully made Simpsons fans hate Homer and in turn hate the show. Uh, yeah, no, I don't go with, along with that because... Do, do, you don't think that when Homer started to become really... Not not unlikable, but there was a lot of characteristics to him where might, some episodes he'd be fine and then mm. some episodes he'd be a total jerk. Like, in, the way he treats Marge in this. He wouldn't talk like that and uh, she wouldn't take it in earlier seasons. No. She just accepts it like it's normal now. That's yeah. the problem. He has... In the earlier seasons, he'd behave like... He might behave like this, but there would be repercussions. Now there's no mm. repercussions. It's like, oh, this guy's just a jerk and everyone's allowing him to be this it jerk. It doesn't make me... It, like. I, I could understand that as a point of mm. view. It doesn't do that for me. Like, I've never hated Homer as a character, even within the confines of an episode. I've not... I, I direct it more at the writing, and, and I, I'll take issue with that, but I can differentiate between the writing and the character. If you um, just started watching the show at this point, do you think you would like it if you didn't have those eight seasons of liking Would Homer? I like it personally? No. Like, as in, I might have... I would have laughed at it, but it wouldn't have become an institution. It would have just been any other piece of take it or leave it comedy that exists. Like I would have gone, "Hey, oh, yeah, that's funny," um, but it wouldn't. The, the 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 it wouldn't have connected on that deeper level. That I mean, James L. Brooks is the you know the, the my shorthand for saying it, but like the James L. Brooks episodes 
are the ones that not only do they make you laugh, they make you feel something, they make you think about things, they make you want to revisit over and over and over again. Whereas this, were this just launching right now on Netflix, you'd watch it and probably do fine, but you wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) run to work and go, oh my God, you've got to watch this new show that came out. Do you think it's also the, the, the era of, we didn't grow up with it, I think that well, the, the no, Simpsons, because I was, the Simpsons, no matter was, what age you watch it, it's just great television. I was in the what, 11? What year did this come out? Oh, this was 99. Okay, so as an 11-year-old, I had already... Or you were 10 at this point, yeah. No, I was born in 88. Um, so was, so an, was I. Oh, yeah, 11. Uh, oh, anyway, but it was early 99. Let's not saying. get too stressed. It was January 10, 99, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I was nearly about to turn 11. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, even then, I was starting to recognise that this show wasn't as good as what it used to be. But I... I was 11. I am still growing up with it at that point. Um, it would be a different thing. If I was six watching it, I'm not thinking too deeply about it. I'm just laughing at the antics and that's what the show becomes for me when I'm getting older. So it does pick up new audiences along the way based on age. Um, but yeah, overall, it's there's just fundamental problems with this episode that don't necessarily make it a bad episode but it's nowhere near great. No, it's not. It's not. Didn't live up to what I remembered it being. Mm. But do you think that because we're never reviewing the episodes, that we're looking at them in a different light? Do you think if we're just sitting here watching it, uh, see, I, I've never, no, never thought negatively about these until again, I had to review them. You could argue that about any episode along the way. Yeah. And watching it for the purposes of reviewing it didn't change what you felt about season six. That's true. It doesn't change what you feel about any of the episodes, um, apart from some of the very very early ones. Which you probably didn't like back then either. So no, I, I don't think that that... If I go into a movie and it's a great movie and I'm reviewing the movie, I still think it's a great movie. Mm. That, yeah. The way I sort of looked at this was, this came out when shows like South Park, Family Guy were starting to sort of you know, take the reins of most popular comedy, mm-hmm. or animated comedy. I sort of see that The Simpsons are Ned Flanders in this episode where they've been the good wholesome, not the good wholesome, but like the, the show for a long time, but now they've realized, wait a minute, there's this other wackier, crazier show that everyone seems to be more drawn to. I want to be more like that. But it just doesn't work. People want Flanders to be Flanders. They want The Simpsons to be The Simpsons, not The Simpsons to be this new show. I think it would be too easy to say that they were just trying to emulate South Park because I'm pretty sure that fundamentally... They're still making more money. They're on a bigger network. They would have had a bigger audience share. They might not have been the new kid on the block, but I don't think they would have been trying to be South Park by any by any stretch. This is just... The, the two things are happening happening parallel to each other. Society like, was changing a little bit. Society was changing. The people that work on the show were different people working yeah, on the show. That's so, the big thing. Yeah. So I think it, it's it's more of society as a whole. It's It would be, I think, disrespectful that no one, almost no one ever particularly when you're already on a show, is going to try to write their show to be like a different show. That just fundamentally would not happen. You have too much pride in thinking, no, I'm funny. If I want to write South Park, I'll get Trey Parker and Matt Stone to come do a Simpsons episode. Yep, yep. Did you sort of get vibes of Lost Out Lisa when you watched this? I did. Particularly the, the conversation Homer had with Lisa towards the end about um, just living life on the edge and not worrying about things. And then they mm-hmm. go into the museum. He has the, essentially the, sim, the same conversation with Flanders in the car. And then the, except, instead of going to the museum, they go to Las Vegas. So, yeah, I guess in both cases, he's trying to teach someone how to just, yeah. Except this one's Let way more go. extreme. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be that's coming out. That's my only kids reference that I can make post-2015. That's going to be coming out everywhere again soon too. Frozen 2. Oh, no. Not good. Is it the original cast? Josh Gad back in that? Yeah, it's all the originals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What did you like about the episode? What was your favorite moment? So, my favorite moment was the... The one that you did and didn't like. Yeah. Okay. So, it's the fantasy of having two wives. Chop, chop, dig, dig. dig, dig. Yeah. Chop, chop, dig, dig. That I just found funny like because it's the it's the obvious thing of like, it's he's just completely oblivious to the sexual innuendo. And then that's what really pisses me off about this segment. So, Marge leans in saying, you know, there's so much more that two wives could do for you. And at first I thought... I don't think I like the fact that Marge is trying to be sexy and insinuate a threesome here. But then I thought, that's fine. It's a fantasy. It's not actually Marge. And then that's what led me into, but hang on a second. If it's Homer's fantasy and Homer is fantasizing about Marge wanting sexy threesome times, Homer can't then also be oblivious to the concept of sexy threesome times. His own subconscious cannot plant a fucking idea that it doesn't understand and doesn't actually recognize. Yeah. And that 
should have been picked up when that joke was written. And that's one of those things where they either didn't care or... They didn't care. They didn't think. Uh, and I refuse to believe that they didn't think because you're in a writer's room, you're surrounded by people, all you are doing is thinking of jokes. There's no way they didn't think about that. Correct. Yeah. And that... The, it, it's so small and I can, I'm can. i sure there are people listening right now rolling their eyes, but I'm sure that there are 10% of the people listening to the podcast going, fucking A. I know it's overanalyzing, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that I don't care. Do whatever wacky shit you want, but the, the every bit if of it's wackiness... It's mind creating this. Every yeah. bit of wackiness needs to have its own internal logic and when the internal logic starts to fall apart, that's science fiction is the same thing. That like You can set up whatever rules you want, but if you break your own rule that's when my brain will just kind of stop and go, wait, no, because because as, no, yeah. you can't you can't do that. As long as you set up rules at the start and follow them, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 So, so that was it. That was both my favourite moment of the episode and the bit that I hated the most. I loved just the sheer ridiculousness of over the doo-doo stick. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, I'm just, it's just... The ring of fire, so, the ring of ice. So absurd. Yeah. Like, it's, there's no back reference to it. It's just over yeah. dog do stick. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Lance Murdoch is also <laughs> using some of the same physics that the, the bus from Speed uses. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly elevating after he's already in the air. And I did get a kick out of Homer taking the piss and laughing at Flanders when his wife is revealed. Only for them to have his own wife revealed as well. Yeah. I, there's a lot about that scene that's... um. Yeah, it's already been spoken about, but it, I hadn't really realized that the hangover and this episode in general, there's a lot that is just like a carbon copy of this episode that made its way into the movie The Hangover. Yeah, people were actually, that was one of the uh, patron questions. Half yeah. expecting Ned to wake up with a tattoo. <laughs> uh, so, The Hangover, do you think they actually took elements from this, or do you think it's just pure coincidence waking up in Las Vegas? This is, is, is this I'm sure it's cliche not, what would happen. It, it's kind of cliche yeah. what would happen. Yeah, waking up after a bender and not having any idea what you've done, and it's either you've woken up with a tattoo or you've woken up with a wife. Like, it, they did that in Boy Scouts in the Hood with Barney waking up mm. on the barge. Like, it's, yeah, waking up after a blackout. I, I don't think they've got any legal case to say that they uh, copied the episode. <laughs> from this day forward, your name shall be. It's time for some new names for this episode. And what's that? You can hear, no, this audio definitely does not match the conversation that Dando and I were just having. That's because this is several days later when we were going through the edit and realized that we forgot to do the new names. So you have me, Ryden Solo, going through the Patreon-submitted alt titles for Viva Ned Flanders. Chris Darby kicks things off with two weddings and a potential funeral. You can insert the laughter from Dando wherever you guys see fit. Andrew Johnson, cheap wines. Oh, sorry, this is a singing one. Andrew Johnson with... Uh, there's, there's one too many words in here, but we'll, we'll give this a crack. Cheap wine spritzer and a three-day marriage. Come on. Dave Abbott-Smith with Springfield 2, Implosive Boogaloo. Blake McLaughlin chimes in with How Ned Met Your Brackets New, Close Brackets Mother. Mike Bevan, Second Wives Club. And Giles Richard has uh, requested one here to the tune of Putting on the Ritz. So um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Now, if your pants are blue and you don't know where to go, why don't you go where you bet some chips? We're putting on the spritz. There we go. That'll do. Uh, my suggestion for this week, uh, we'll, we'll keep a singing theme alive, seeing as it's working so well and I'm in a room on my own and there's no one here to stop me. Bright light city, gonna cook charcoal, gonna cook some charcoal chicken. That'll do for me. And now, back to the hilarious patented trademark banter of Four Finger Discount. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia. Can I kick off this week? Please do. All right. Because I've got to make some up as we go along. Unbelievable. All right. I'll ask it really slowly for you. Okay. According to one of his bumper stickers, comic book guy, his co-pilot... Is who? Chewy? No. Uh, oh, Kang. Kang. Yeah. Sorry, here's another thing how that pisses that? me off. Because yeah. how could there possibly be a pop culture reference to characters that don't? Show. It doesn't exist. In the, they don't even exist. They no. don't exist. They they only exist in the Halloween. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, he's presumably watched The Simpsons as its own TV show and then bought the merchandise for it. I think it's just meant to be like a an inside it's, gag that doesn't it's an work. An inside though. gag, but again. <laughs> It's another one. Thank you for reminding me because it's another one that fundamentally undermines the fucking construct of the show. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not not happy. It's, it's one of those things where, again, 
They've gone on surface value. Let's throw that out. Oh yeah, that makes us laugh. That's good. But not thought about it for even a second longer. <laughs> it's like they were just trying to get to lunch this day. Um, who's the comedian that they uh, run over in the cloud of smoke? Don Rickles? It was Don Rickles, but... Why is he in the casino? <laughs> well, because Don Rickles is in the movie Casino. But I, I, and he's I, kind of a Las Vegas but, entertainer. But why is he still there? Why is he still in there when it's about to be imploded? Yeah, well, I don't mind that. The idea that Don might still be hanging around. But why didn't they actually get Don Rickles? This guy, <laughs> like this guy or someone that could do... Maybe even, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, but someone that could do even a half-decent Don Rickles impression. Do you know who it was? No, i got no idea. It was Dan. Oh, was it Dan Castellano yeah. doing it? Okay, but it's just this squeaky voice. Yeah, it didn't sound like, like it. No. Don Rickles deserves more. I apologise, people. This is just like a rant episode. You know, there, there, are, there are problems. <laughs> there are script problems from day one. <laughs> <laughs> My next question. What does Homer charge for his course? So it's a daily charge. Ooh, a daily charge. Plus expenses. Plus, plus expenses. expenses. Is it hundreds? Five dollars a day. Oh, five dollars a day. That's not too the bad. The like, that's reasonable. I actually did really <laughs> enjoy Lisa with, huh, you're not really giving dad power of attorney, are you? <laughs> uh, what was the name of the hotel where they stayed in Vegas? Uh, it started with N, I don't know. It was Nero's Palace. Nero's Palace, and yep. it was Caesar's Palace. Taken Everything on fire. Yep. Um, yeah, so Nero. Uh, are you aware of Nero in history? Not in history, so I'm aware of the, the burning program. Well, yeah, so <laughs> the reason Which for the flame, that, yeah. the famous quote, Nero fiddled while Rome burned to the ground. Um, Fair enough. Em- Emperor... Yeah, that's basically all I know. Basically, there were fires and the emperor didn't do much to fix it. Nero gave emperor? me... Caesar. I don't, know. I don't know. Nero gave me access to a lot of movies when I used to hire from the shop. I used to burn the shit out of DVDs. Didn't you used to do that? No. So you never used to burn DVDs? No. Um, I probably didn't really have a computer that was adequate, uh, okay. to, to be perfectly honest. But the no. two CD drives like the greatest thing ever. No. Yeah, yeah no, no. no. For, the <laughs> most, for the most part, I... I mean, it's not like I've never pirated things, but it's never been a massive part of my life either. I typically would only pirate stuff that I couldn't find. Okay. Some of us growing up in Norway couldn't afford the movies, Mitch. You've got like $6,000 <laughs> worth of pops <laughs> sitting around me. Where? <laughs> I don't know. I assume I assume a pop is $60 each. $600 <laughs> each. Uh, next this question. ET alone must have been 200 <laughs> It was like 20 bucks. Uh, have you had any second question yet? That was it. Nero. Nero. Okay, yes, yes. My final question is, where did they go shopping in Homer's hypothetical at the end? The story they're going to tell the wives. Oh. Popular f- chain. Macy's? No. Yeah. Sort of like people of... Oh, Walmart. Walmart, yes. Okay. I was going to say, say so, sort of like Kmart, but that would have given it away. Uh, my final question is just to see how much research you've done. Mm. Which artist did they originally want for the Viva Las Vegas song. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, Bruce Springsteen rendition. Yeah, yeah. He'd already recorded like, it. Yeah. Apparently, like, a really hard to find, um, although yeah. it's probably easier these days, but, yeah, at the time, very hard to find yeah. recording. He just didn't want to do the show at all. And he made sure, even though his versions of songs couldn't get on the show. Yeah. Just didn't like the show. Yeah. Which more surprises than, me. More than happy to do High Fidelity. It's not like Bruce Springsteen is above a cameo. I wonder why he didn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Guess maybe Unless it was just schedule his people. Conflict. Maybe his people were very slow in getting to him. The people, the celebrities are always shit. Yeah, because they had... (laughs) They always make life hard for everybody. The uh, the research that I read wasn't that he said no, it was just that they couldn't clear it in time. Yeah, offer this song. Yeah, 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 lawyers. He would have had nothing to do with with it. No. He probably probably would have turned to Simpsons on 10 years later and seen his song on it. Yeah, but yeah, lawyers would have fucked it up. Yeah. It's the Patreon mailbag time. Of course, before we get into today's Patreon mailbag, we must first give a shout-out to our beloved $20 patrons, Mr. Jordan, Richie, and David Harrington. Thank you so much for your support, guys. But Mitch, it is now time for your favourite part of the week. Yay! Alrighty, first question comes in here from David Mott. He says, without naming names, what's been your biggest surprise regarding somebody's age? Have I told you about the guy at the cricket club that thought Ash was way older than she is? Maybe. Yeah, so um, uh, KB, shout-out to you. Um, we were at... It was last year we were at a function and it was a comedy night and someone was doing like a um, generational type thing and they're like, put your hand up if you're under 30. Ash raises her hand. Unbeknownst to us, because it was on a table a few over, but then relayed to me later, one of the guys is like, what's Ash got a hand up for? He's like, I thought she was like 38. <laughs> Whoa. And she heard that? No, but well, well, it was told to us afterwards. It was told to me and then I went, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And I went running to her. It was like, KB thinks you're 38. And... 
That would not have gone down well. Uh, oh, I mean, she took it in good humour, but there, yeah, it, would, it was but that kind of deep like, down though, it would have annoyed her. <laughs> uh, That's but a good I, decade. I, I passed it off as I'm fairly sure that the logic would have been she's married to Grince, me, um, who is not attractive enough to have a much younger wife and he looks about 44. <laughs> so I'm sure that's what it would have been. I worked with a guy. I won't name his name in case there's what you mentioned on the show. Mm. Name starts with B. I've worked with him for f- three, four years. Just assumed he was my age. You know, yep. he likes similar things, just yeah, yep. banter. 21. Yeah, right. 10 years younger than me. Actually, yeah, no. So someone else at the career club, Lockie Inglis, who uh, I'm happy to mention the name of because I'm about to praise the shit out of him, um, has played... Had All I knew when he came to our club is that he'd played premier cricket for quite a while and he was relocating and he was coming to step back. So I hear that and I'm like, okay, ex-premier cricketer. He's probably already had his decent career there. Obviously, 35, be, 40. Yeah, obviously he's going to be in his 30s and then he's just coming back to spend some time with us. And same deal... Well, like, well and truly up with references and stuff like that. Twenty five or something, or something. I don't know. Maybe twenty. Achieved all this, whatever it is. Yeah, I was like, makes you feel like shit, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I was like, this son of a bitch is that much better than me, and he's younger than me, so he's still got another ten years of being that much better than me. He's retired, if not (laughs) fifteen. It makes you feel terrible, but yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, last literally last week gave me an invite to his twenty first birthday, so he's twenty, so he's turning twenty one. This guy at work, I was flabbergasted. Couldn't believe it. How old's John Travolta? He's 65. Yeah, right. He's looking much better now that he shaved his shaved head. Shaved his head, yeah. yeah. He's rocking the ball. For game. people that uh, are not part of the Patreon group, Dando attended a Q&A with John Travolta last night. Mm. and What a dude. Uh, yeah, did a meet and greet. Very nice. Uh, did a very nice thing for your mum, which is very cool. Um, gave her a kiss, right? So basically, I, I said to mum, I'm going first. Mum's like, I want to go first. I'm like, mum, just let me go first because I knew what I was going to do. So I get up there, shake his hand, get the photo. I, I, not that I wasn't interested, but I was, I was there just to be mum's, you know, What's wingman basically? Yeah, because yeah. she had no one to go with. So as as, as I was leaving, because the ushers like move, move, move. I was like, my mum's next. Um, her name's Marsha. She's a saint. She absolutely idolizes you. If you can make this moment special for her, that'd be great. She says, "What's her name?" I said, "Marsha." He goes, "Yep, no worries." So as I'm walking off, I hear him go, "Marsha!" I hear my mum go, "Oh my god, you said my name!" And nah. I'm like, "Oh my god, she's gone already." <laughs> so uh. She was just in tears. He sang the opening couple of lines of "Um, you're the one that I want." Gave yep. her a big. Like a couple of big cuddles. Yeah. Like, he basically wasn't touching people. Like, he, he was putting his arms around, but he wasn't cuddling people. Like, he cuddled her, gave her a kiss, yep. kissed her on the hand and stuff, and she was just a yep. mess for an hour. And that was the bit, like, for John Travolta to bring himself to kiss a woman <laughs> must have been really <laughs> no, no. tough. He was um he was so nice. Absolute gentleman, yeah. Like, yeah. Absolute gen- Like, he didn't, like I said in the group, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. No, he, look, he is, um I mean, he's become a punchline a little bit, but uh, he, the uh, remember when he was on Rove years and years ago with Hugh Jackman? They were promoting yes. Swordfish. Yeah. One of the best interviews I've ever seen because mm. he just, gen- like, he, he seems like such a he's lovely guy. He's just a nice person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next question comes from Kind Mugford. He says, what's something you've regretted doing on a night out? Um, Keep it legal. Something that I've regretted doing. I remember the first time I mixed beer and vodka. Yeah, yeah. That did... Ended terribly. For those of you playing at home, we just heard shit going on out there. I thought it was the vacuum. Yeah. I was about to rage. Yeah. <laughs> it was a blender. Anyway, continue. Um, so, yeah, mixing beer and vodka is what I said. I just, it just ended terribly for me. Yeah. I'm trying to think more recently. I had a night out just on this Saturday. I haven't been out. Saturday last. I haven't been out it's since 2016. Yeah, okay. Seven, 15, 16, yeah. Mm. Um. I regretted trying to be nice when, uh, so I was walking to get away from like a crowded area so I could catch an Uber and it'd be a little bit easier and was just engaging in people far younger than me as I was walking along the street. Who were you out with? So I went out with a bunch of guys from the cricket club, but we did a mystery bus, tri- mystery bus trip and then town was the last stop. Um, and that was when I bid them farewell and decided it was time to go. I home. ain't going to home house. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, anyway, as I was walking along, I came across one girl who had no shoes, odd socks. Um, but no outside shoes, of that, was socks. dressed up like she was about to go out. And I just couldn't quite process... Wait, who, which, what girls wear socks out? I have no idea. What was but she wearing? A dress? I don't know. I was very drunk. Okay. Or the only... <laughs> The only thing, if I if she was in a police lineup, the only thing or the identikit, the only thing I could say was wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> That's all I've got. Um, but anyway, so I inquired. I was like, "What happened? What happened to your shoes?" Like, 
is there a story? Is there a journey? Did something happen? Like, were they stolen? Were, were you on the run from something? Did you get hit by a car, Dane Cook style, and yeah. your shoes flew off? <laughs> Eddie Gordo from Tekken. Um, and she was quite fine about it. But then, her, like, she had this real, like, I don't know, Veronica's sister-looking friend that was... Um, really protective. Gave it the full-on, like, why don't you just... Mind? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what she said. But Keep moving, buddy. Basically, I was told I was too old and I should be going home. Um, uh, I I then fired something back about what their mothers would think, and I <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> because once she once she decided that I was too old, I thought, well, I'm going to lean into that. Does your mother know where that mouth's been? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> I got to tell the principal what you said. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so old man Grinter copping shit from young girls. Yep. So that's what you regret. You regret being nice to somebody. Yeah, I regret trying to inquire about the shoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, that, that time that I killed a hitchhiker. You've already talked about that before. Mm. <laughs> Next question. Michael Yo Blo- uh, Boyd, not blonde, Boyd. Have you ever noticed how similar this episode is to The Hangover, which we've already discussed? Okay, that's the one I was mentioning before. Yep. Kenny Gad, who from The Simpsons would make the best wife? Depends person to person. Mm. I think if you like someone that's a bit rougher on the edges and is willing to just try anything once, maybe Ruth Powers. I was going to say, well, yeah, Ruth, Edna Cabropel, if you're a fan of eating honey but, off someone else's person. Yeah, but I feel like Ruth hasn't been around the bush like Edna has. Hmm. Or about Laura Powers in a few years. Oh, she should be, what, 12 in this? But it, like if I was 12 and I could have snagged her and matured with her. So I'm not saying I want to be 30. She's a very cool chick. I don't want to be my age. She's she's the girl yeah. that you like when you're a bit younger, you hope that you end up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've named a child as the best character to be a wife. Well, who's someone who's a bit older? Can, it would be can we go wife. back to the thing that things that I regret <laughs> doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the best wife, though? Do you think it has to be a combination of characters? I think. No, well, we can't combine though. Okay, I'm not having. I'm not. Luann, I feel like Luann have a freaky side. Wife. No, Luann's too t- too timid. Mm. Too too plain. Depends what you want. She does let her hair down eventually, but. Doesn't have to be someone who's already married on the show. Just Mindy. Someone. Yeah. Yeah, 100% Mindy. Yeah, good answer. And finally here from Mark Boston Burgess. Always reminds me of John. Burgess Cash. Oh, Burgess. John Burgess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, this is one that you'll like. What's your favorite buffet item? Ooh. Ooh. Not dessert bar. Yeah, okay. So just, I'm at a buffet. What am I looking for? What's the essentials? I tell you what, if you're it, a buffet with pancakes, because they're so versatile. I, f- I can see that dessert though. But it doesn't have to be. You can have savory pancakes. Yeah, you pop true. some scrambled eggs and some maple syrup on some pancakes and Let's holy shit, Dando, you are in flavor town. D- d- dinner, and then, d- dinner one then. <laughs> then you get to go back and have them for dessert. Yeah, yeah. You just like the pancakes go everywhere. Pancakes are very good. Um, waffles the, as well. I, yeah, waffles, good hash browns. Mm. Crispy. Oh, hash browns. Yeah, yeah but if you're talking breakfast buffet. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm only thinking breakfast because typically that's where I find a buffet. You've got to be careful. Buffet, eggs are make or break. Yeah, they are. I love it when they have a chef there who cooks it to your liking. Yeah. Not yeah. just a big tray of scrambled egg. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the scrambled egg is quite good, but yeah. it is nice to be able to go get some poached. Um, bacon, obviously. Not anymore for me, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I've I got to say, I really enjoyed when we were in Dubai for, and it was only... I think we only had one or two breakfasts there. How good are buffets in Dubai? Yeah, like having some dal and having some curry and stuff like mm. that is really great. Yeah. In, in like it just and again, it added, it added a whole new dimension to the fact that I'd have some eggs, but with some curry on the side, and it was a fucking amazing yeah. breakfast. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. If you just go also to- yogurt, yogurt's very important. You got to have like this nice cold. You want it to be generally like if it's served like non-flavored yogurt. If it's served non-flavored. in ice. Like no, no no like little tubs okay but you know the, so you might have put it in the desert. Yeah, you yeah, might yeah. have some Greek you might have some vanilla you might have some strawberry in it with some like fruit a salad or whatever flavors or something like that but yeah just a good yogurt to as a little palate cleanse and then when you're at Pizza Hut oh, as a kid coffee. the whippy you want some, whippy ice cream some good black coffee <laughs> when were you when you were at Pizza Hut did you cover your ice cream in sprinkles like an unnecessary oh, amount of sprinkles yeah more most likely just because I was a child <laughs> yeah I don't think there was an unnecessary amount of sprinkles <laughs> if there was still surface area. And then scrape that top little layer of icing off and eat all those sprinkles and then cover it again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for sending in your questions to the Patreon mailbag. If you want to contribute to that, there's going to be a $2 plus patron, patreon.com slash 4 discount where you also get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts. Now, Mitch, let's get into 
The review of Viva Ned Flanders. The original air date was January 10th, 1999. The chalk gag Seinfeld reference here. So my mum is not dating Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. It was odd that they would reference a show that was on an opposing station. Well, I'm wondering if it was more the celebrity than the show. So it could... Well, that, Seinfeld like, had ended by this point that, too. That's true. Um, I don't know if Jerry was married at the time. I know like he's been married for a while, but I feel like at that point in time, there was probably a string of... Maybe even rumours. Maybe it was one of those things that because he had so many girlfriends on the show, people thought that was what he was like in real life. Or maybe that's what it, what he's, was he was... What he was... What they were implying. Yeah. Wasn't he originally married to somebody much younger than him? Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, like that did happen 90s? for a while, yeah. Like 20 years younger or whatever? Yeah. Like really young? Yeah. And the catch gag was, for the final time that it gets used, it's the third time, it's Matt Groening's hand spinning him around. Yeah. It gets used in a um, like a montage in a later episode, but yep. this is the last time it gets used as a standalone. So the episode kicks off with the back reference that we mentioned earlier with Mr. Burns' casino and the metagags of them saying how it, you know, it's after the first week, we never really mentioned it again and surprising that they actually moved it when we moved the city. The person who reviewed this episode, that I read, or two different people that I read, this is why I always review it before I read the other reviews because they don't, so they can't sway my opinion. Yeah, didn't okay. bother me, but they were annoyed that a, they were referencing how stupid it was for them to move the city in the first place and B, acknowledging how much this doesn't make sense. It's like slapping the viewer in the face. That's mm-hmm. their perspective. I think they're taking it too seriously. I just appreciate the fact that they referenced Mr. Burns Casino at all. But I can get why they annoyed, I guess. But yeah. that's just not my perspective. I think, well, I think that would be more of an annoyance Was it had it not been referenced. At least the fact here they're acknowledging, yeah, we know this doesn't make sense and we're making fun of ourselves for it as opposed to the things that I was bringing up before where it doesn't make sense, but they're not acknowledging it. I don't think they need to sort of mention the whole, after the first week, we never mentioned it again. There's plenty of places that exist and they can still exist in the universe. They don't have to be referenced all the time. No, but the that's... that's was just a big the, part of Springfield. That's just the sort of... It's not the first time that they've done a gag about the nature of television and yeah. a week-to-week story yeah. structure. So it's not just The Simpsons. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just TV in general. Four, three... Right, here comes the implosion. Implosion? But I thought you said... (laughs) (laughs) Don Rickles, Jr., Marge! Dust! (laughs) Eat my dust, son! We hit Don Rickles. I'm okay, but the Puerto Rican guy's trying to steal your hubcaps. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm a nice guy. You're right. It's not a very good Don Rickles impersonation, is it? Dan Dan wasn't on his A game that day. No. (laughs) Margin suggests this is the first time uh, Homer's a little um, Dante's Peak reference here. Yeah, the smoke. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Or the dust. Yeah. Dust. (laughs) I only watched it for the first time like a year ago. Oh my god! What a movie. Yeah. And still holds up, I think. When the grandma goes through the water? Oh. Yeah, Ruth. Merrily, 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 merrily. Not good. <laughs> Completely ruins Row, Row, Row your boat. Yeah. You cannot possibly listen to that ever again and be happy. Nah. Um, But yeah, like I, I, because I did so many of those effects in miniature and so many of them for real, it still stacks up. There's not like... It's like Independence Day. It's not a bunch of dodgy CGI. Yeah. Some, I watched Independence Day on 4K. Some of it looks kind of dodgy. Yeah, you don't want to see those things in high def. No, but like the White House exploding was pretty good still. Anyway, uh, so Marge suggests the car, which is the first time Homer is a dick to Marge. Doesn't listen to her at all. But this, this the thing is, this does happen though in relationships. Your wife or your husband will suggest something, you don't listen to them. Then your friend will suggest something, the exact same thing, and you'll listen to them. Yeah. Um, I'm Ash had been trying to get me to do a Simpsons podcast for years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he only listens to Lenny, so he goes to get the car wash. Seeing Flanders at the car wash gave me Walter White vibes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess that's it's already been just because of that connection that's already been made about the fact that Ned is the perfect foil to Breaking be a Walter Ned. White. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, wonder they haven't done it as a trio so far. Yeah, maybe because it, it was someone else's idea. It was too obvious on the internet. Ah, we did Jurassic Pork. That's true. We're not meme worthy. <laughs> Uh, so the various people at the uh, car wash got Cletus washing the family the comic book guy with his bumper stickers very true they, they take no care half the time yeah and the uh, so my favourite bit about that gag was that the the antenna not breaking and yeah. then having a special claw come in just to break it and also Homer's little <laughs> yes <laughs> it's just a sound of concern I also did appreciate comic book guy 
he was given the bumper sticker of the Millennium Falcon by a Harrison Ford lookalike or something. Yeah. <laughs> Marge is then impressed by tapes. This is kind of dead. Kids watching this now be like, what the hell is a cassette tape? Um, but then we get Flanders and he's getting his senior's discount which outrages Homer because Homer thinks he's ripping a cheating the system. Hmm. Thinks Homer thinks he's getting ripped off. We then cut to church and Homer tries to rat out Flanders. I, I did love to hear that I'm not a big fancy city or fancy big city lawyer. Lawyer holding the suspenders. Yeah, yeah, suspenders. How funny was it? Um, but Flanders comes clean. Now, I remember watching this for the first time and finding it a bit hard to believe. Even as an 11-year-old, I was like, 60? Come on. There's no way this guy's 60. Mm. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't no. make sense. No, it really doesn't. And even as a kid, I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. But it, it, this, it, it, this, this, is, this is, is worse. Like, this is fucking worse. Had Ned Flanders been single, wouldn't have been a problem. Or like, and you take out the spankological thing. But it, it, if Ned had just been a neighbor that you had naturally assumed he was the same age as Homer the whole time, and then they dropped that he's 60, that's fine. Because mm. when I first found out that Tom Cruise was whatever the fuck age Tom Cruise is, I, I was like, no, like Tom Cruise can't be 50. Mm. Um, so it's uh, that's fine. It's just that all of the attachments to Ned Flanders don't fit into a world where he's 60 years old. Nah. Because how old's Maud? I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's just it's silly. Mm. Uh, this is the thing. So many people rag on the Principal Skinner episode. No one mentions this. Yeah. You never hear this about being like the downfall of the show and all that yeah. bullshit. This is This is arguably just as bad as the Skinner thing. Yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, I'm a defender of the Skinner thing, so I'm not going to... Do we ever see Skinner as a kid with Agnes? Don't. Oh, off the top of my head, no. Don't yeah. quote me as an authority on that. Yeah. Well, listen, folks, there's no magic formula. I just follow the three C's. Clean living, chewing thoroughly, and a daily dose of vitamin church. <laughs> and, of course, I resist all the major urges. All of them? You mean you've never splurged and say... Eating an entire birthday cake, then blamed it on the dog? You've never licked maple syrup off your lover's stomach? You've never snuck out of church to break into cars? No, no, and double no. I haven't done any of those things, folks. You name it, I haven't done it. Geez, Flanders, you're 60 years old and you haven't lived a day in your life. Yeah, even the boy in the bubble had a deck of cards. I remember that. Mm. Actually, I will give that little um, moment, that scene in the church as a shout out to one of my other favourite moments. And this was good writing about um, Reverend Lovejoy. Uh, 10%. Yeah, 10%. That's gross income, not net. Yeah. Please, people, don't force us to audit. Like that, <laughs> that's very fun. Now I'm going to pass this around a second time. Uh, the family make him realise that he's just very predictable. And they reference it in like the next scene. When they have the toast with the water, <laughs> with the water. on the table. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> um, also, we, we skipped over, just before the ad break there, Grandpa and Jasper getting carjacked. Look at that. Everyone's living it up except Ned. Help! We're being carjacked! Just get clever, old man. Now take us to Dress Barn. Yeah, so as we said, um, Flanders wakes up, hasn't trimmed his moustache, and the family still don't take him seriously. He looks out the window, and he sees Homer cooking a turkey, a turkey or chicken, uh, in the chimney. It's pretty outrageous <laughs> what he's doing here. But in the last couple of seasons, you can believe Homer char- the Homer character would do yeah, this. Yeah, there's an element of that that I looked at and went, could work. Could it? Like charcoal chicken. Probably too far away. Yeah. It's, like, it's just smoke. In this instance, it's too far away. Yeah. But, you know, the theory of popping a rotisserie inside a chimney is not the dumbest in the world. It'd just be really hard to keep clean because it's soot. Would, if you had would, a really would, sh- would the heat not be up the top still, though? Where else is it going to go? Well, the hot air still gets funneled, so it'd just be really low. I probably wouldn't cook... Take longer to cook. Wouldn't want to cook poultry that way. I don't no. think it's going to stay within the ASDA <laughs> guidelines. And the other thing too, so Homer, like Bart's chucking tires on the fire. Wouldn't that fill the house full of smoke too? Oh yeah, that that's that's not going to work. They're but dead. that's just a joke about the fact that mesquite tastes like, I don't even know. But as soon as the tire went on, I went, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's um, it's like, I, uh, what did I hear? You know how sometimes you just hear things that instantly, no one's ever described it that way, but as soon as you hear it, you're like, yes, that makes sense. Actually, mm. we saw Dylan Moran the other week and he has some perfect ways of being able to do that. Like referring to genitalia he's like we're all you know we're all made of the same stuff you know between our legs bits of squid <laughs> it's like you know what yes yeah <laughs> i can see that 
Uh, do, you, do you ever think of Gonzo's nose? Oh, for a penis, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, yes, they're burning, they're cooking turkeys and chickens and Flanders walks up to the Homer and he wants advice. Never a dull moment, huh, Homer? Get that right. Throw on the mesquite, Bart! Mesquite it is! You know, this may sound just a teensy bit insane in the old membrane, Homer, but I, I was wondering if he could show me how to have some fun. Well, well, well. So flawless Flanders needs help from Stinky Pants Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I do. Welly, welly, welly. Mr. Clean wants to hang with Dirty Dingus McGee. How about it, Homer? Will you teach me the secret of your intoxicating lust for life? Wellity, wellity, wellity. Stop that! Will you help me or not? Let's do it. So what about all this meat? Uh, the missus will clean that up. Now it's Marge's time to shine. So now it's time for Flanders to sign his contract and sign all full power attorney over to Homer. And is this the only reference that Lisa has in the episode? Um, she might be in like the church scene in the... Yeah, she wasn't in after this, was she? I don't think so. they go to Las so. Vegas. Yeah, they go to Vegas. So she's not seen again. I think Bart's even really in his... Bart's stealing car, like yeah, stealing, the cars. Like, yeah, he's got the crowbar. He's in the window. But mm. yeah. It's no, a very Homer Flanders episode. Yeah. Mm. Homer's taking Flanders for a drive. Um, he lives in the impulse zone, which is not up here. It's <laughs> just down, down here. here. Yeah. Little gangs along the way like that do make you keep ticking over. Like, it's, much a, it's, a, it's a fun episode ragged, if you just take a lot off. on the episode. But yeah, if you think about it for even a second, it all falls apart very quickly. You know what I liked? Doing the U-turn to Birds of the Casino. Yeah. Just got, that just got blown up last, last week. <laughs> We're going to Las Vegas. Which is back this way. Yeah. Then Now, this thing always confused me as a kid. So, the crazy looking guys as they're driving past. Oh, that's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, I yeah. did not know as that, a kid, that Sorry, yes. Yeah. As a kid, that would be super confusing. When I was a child, I was like, what the hell? It makes no sense at all. I thought it was just... When I was a kid, I thought, what does Vegas do to people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what it is. Um, Homer then lets Flanders... Oh, let's Flanders believe that he called more. Yeah. Which was, which was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we've all had that moment where we've just told a little white lie just to... Appease our friend. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Flanders then can't handle the bright lights. It's just, it's just all too much for him. Then we get a Joan Rivers appearance here. Not the actual Joan Rivers. Mm. Or was it, or what was it, Joan oh, Rivers? was it? I'm going to look up. Not appearance. too no, sure. No, Moody Blues were the only actual appearance. So, maybe she was voiced by your mate, Tress McNeil. Yeah, I don't know. Tress was obviously one of the cocktail waitresses. And Pamela Hayden. Pamela Hayden, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who does Millhouse. Yeah, so it, it just basically Las Vegas is too much for him. Joan Rivers, though, is worse than Las Vegas, so he gets back in the car. My daughter's not talented. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I like that line so much. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, I tell you one line that hasn't aged very well is Ned... Um, so it's in the next bit when they're at Lance Murdoch and, you know, he's like, oh, his scooter could roll down that ramp if he's not careful. And then Ned's line about, well, when I want to laugh, I'll take Bob Saget. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, at the time, obviously, Bob, Sa- Bob Saget, Full House, Wholesome. Oh, not in Full House. Funny Stone Videos by that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it was. He was just still. Yeah, the, 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 the dad. The dad, yeah. The thing is, Bob Saget, for anyone that's seen The Aristocrats, one of the dirtiest minds that Ooh, has ever yeah. existed on Col- the planet. Kind of like Robin Williams, too. You watch his stand-up. He's filthy. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. You never watched Robin Williams' stand-up? Oh, Robin, yeah. Robin oh, Williams, so yeah. I thought you meant Bob was like... No, Robin. no, no. Yeah. No, no. Robin, yeah. Robin Williams, like you, he's like everyone's every kid's favourite actor when you were yeah, growing yeah. up in the 90s. Yeah. Filthy man. Oh, yeah. It's all R-rated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweaty man too yeah but a lot of energy being burned yeah. on, on stage under he, those he walked out sweaty though yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cocaine in the system and now the indestructible Lance Murdoch will jump his suicide cycle over an audience member and he'll do it while attempting to open a locked safe on his head any volunteers? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pick him! Pick him! No, Homer, no! I want to do something exciting, but I can't just go from zero to 30 like that. I, I could be killed. Fine, I'll do it. Where do you want me? On the X. You mean the one with the red paint? Uh, yeah, paint. Now, it's of critical importance that you don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. This isn't rocket science. Well, actually... There are several rockets mounted to the... Boring! Okay, he's cleared the ring of fire. 
past the ring of ice, over the dog do stick. He's cracked the safe. Hey, Flanders, don't spill my beer. Oh, God, lay down. Lay down. Oh, Where? He's all right, folks. Let's hit the tables. I did like, I never noticed it until I watched the review. Flanders don't spill my beer, and Flanders is actually spilling his beer. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah okay. I never actually looked. Yeah. Actually I liked just... that Flanders couldn't go from zero to 30, yeah. just like that. <laughs> Flanders, this is the, the annoying thing. So Homer's doing all this crazy shit. Flanders would normally be annoyed, but here he's more in awe of Homer. He's like, oh my God, how are you able to do all these mean and horrible things? Like, how, how can you bring yourself to do it? Teach me how to do it. I'm like, it just doesn't fit the Flanders character. Mm. Like, he just all of a sudden decided he wants to be a horrible person. Well, he wants to live, but yeah, not be... There's what, a difference between living and being a douchebag. Yeah, that's very true. You just killed Lance Murdoch. Yeah, literally just killed him. He's all right, folks. No, he's not. <laughs> Flanders here reveals that he wished... A part of him wished that he got to see Homer getting splattered. Yeah, bloodlust. Yeah, yeah. Then they play craps. And Flanders has the lucky number seven. Got any other... Is it, the Bible's finally pulling its weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, it, Flanders says that it's forbidden. By Deuteronomy yeah. 7. Yeah. This was my other favorite moment that I forgot to mention. Gaming. It means gambling. Yeah. Keep gambling. gambling. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, that's a nice little throwback actually to Casino, the movie. Yeah. The eye in the sky is watching it all. One betting disc, please. One betting disc, please. Watch and learn. And 14 black. Well, there you go. Now, how about a drink? Yeah. How do you do it, Homer? How do you silence that little voice that says, think? You mean Lisa? They order drinks from the waitresses. Um, so this is the beginning of the end, basically. Hmm. And he convinces Flanders to live a little. Slave girl. Oh, slave girl. More libations, my imperial conquerors. What? More booze. Oh, yeah. Two more of these, please. And for you, Ned? I'll have a Shirley... Oh, a virgin... No, make it a children's... Oh, what the heck? You only live once. Give me a white wine spritzer. 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 So they wake up and Flanders is proud of himself that he's able to, you know, just, well, I guess just live life a little bit. He, mm. Last time he drank was when he called um, Ann Landers a boring old biddy. Oh, boring old biddy. <laughs> I was more animal than man. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the big reveal. Well, it's about time you two woke up. Well, of course it... Ah! Who are you? Who am I? I'm Mrs. Ned Flanders. Yeah! <laughs> hey, smooth move, Flanders. And I'm Mrs. Homer Simpson. Ah! Here comes that vomit again. Ew. They drag this next part out long enough that it stays funny. Okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, Flanders, this didn't sit well. Tries to commit suicide. That was a bit much. What was I doing when that happened? Um, so, uh, <laughs> must have got. Oh yeah, right. You got a belt. Yeah, he Homer, Homer, Homer's response is think of your wives, which is yeah, funny. That's funny. But fucking Ned tries Straight to kill to himself. Suicide. Yeah, and they show it. I was like, oh my. Oh, must have been getting a drink. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, oh, I don't remember him actually trying to kill himself. Like he was going to go through with it. Mm. It's the Flanders character would never do that. No. Well, it's a sin. You don't get into heaven if you kill yourself. Yeah, it's just odd. As, odd moment. As any, you know, Bible studier who has watched Constantine is able to tell you. <laughs> then they show them the video. Oh, precious memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How good was Homer's um get up when he was getting married? Both of them were dressed pretty well. Yeah, to yeah. Be fair. Ned well, just was rocking the most 70s suit possible. Apparently, it was the Rat Pack. Oh, okay. That was inspired. Homer's yeah, right. was inspired. That was the, the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. This could be some kind of scam or possibly scamola. We would remember if we got married. Boy, you did have a lot to drink last night, Homeo. Take a look at this. Oh, precious memory. I oakly, dokely, smokely do. And to you, Homer, take this cocktail waitress you just met to be your lawfully wedded wife. What did you call me? Ugh. Do you want to get married? Married. Sure. Talk it to me, baby. 
by the power vested in me by the Chicago outfit, I now pronounce you husbands and wives. We are so dead. Um, they try to weasel out, but it's not going to be easy because they, they try to tell them we already have wives, which makes me think, well, surely this isn't, isn't legally binding. But anyway, Flanders is freaking out. Then we get your favorite slash unfavorite moment. I don't know, Flanders. Having two wives could have its advantages. Jump, jump, dig, dig, jump, jump, dig, dig, jump, jump, dig, dig. You know, homie, there's so much more two wives could do for you. I hear digging, but I don't hear jumping. What do you think of him waking up with the beasting? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, snapped him out of it. I like the fact that he's that his own improvisation or his own fantasy went wrong and that he was holding his nose at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get out of this, Ned. Well, do something. This is all your fault. You and your stupid program. Blame me if you must, but don't ever speak ill of the program. The program is rock solid. The program is sound. Yoo-hoo! Oh, those awful women want their omelets. How are we gonna get out of this mess in an honorable and decent... Oh, nuts! I don't know. Omelets have a lot of fat in them. Forget it, you're married. Let yourself go. The montage was a bit silly with the slot machines and everything. Yep. Like this, uh, this is where the episode sort of fell off a cliff. You know what I mean? Ma- like, uh, in terms of storytelling. There's a yeah. couple of jokes in there that are okay. The, the guy's beating them up in the... Like the janitor's the beating them up. Oh, the janitor, that was yeah, great. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was good. I did like Homer thinking he was going to get away in the car. Jumping in the car and just getting beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> it, what it was was them choosing to do sight gags instead of actually resolve the story. That That is why well, I was yeah, like, well, this is going on a bit and we're running out of time. Yeah, but you never see the resolution. You just it, 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 The ending reminded me for some reason of Dumb and Dumber. Just the visual. Just walking off at the end. Yeah, except that, that in Dumb and Dumber, the rest just, of the story threads are wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the story, just the visual of them walking gotcha. off. All right, let's get our story straight for Marge and Maud. We were out buying them fabulous gifts. What's the occasion? Because we love them, jackass. Anywho, we came out of Walmart when suddenly 100 spaceships... Homer? You're right, you're right. 50 spaceships beamed us aboard. They gang-probed you while I discovered an invention that blew their heads up and saved America. Uh, do I have to be gang-probed? Would you rather tell Maud the truth? (sighs) What did the aliens look like? Well, I only saw them from the back because they were so busy gang-probing you. Hello, little birdies. It's a good episode. I, I enjoyed it. There's just a lot of head-scratching stuff that I am able to push to the side and ignore for the sake of being able to enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know about you. No, like, again, I, I'm, I'm sure, again, that people would have listened to this and gone, you're taking it too seriously. But it's more just if, if from a trying to analyze comedy in any way, which sometimes you analyze comedy and comedy falls apart, but sometimes you analyze comedy and it becomes better. This is not one of those ones. This is one that falls apart a bit if you think about it. Yeah. But if you just want to watch it and laugh at it, great. What do we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, white wine spritzes will really knock you around. They will, yeah. Have you ever had one? No. No, apparently it's just a bit of wine and some soda wine water. Wine and soda water. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It's like a um, Kitty drink. Shirley Temple or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I learned the only time I'm ever going to have a clean car is when I start getting those pensioner discounts. I didn't pay $10 for a car wash. You no way, no how. Do you guys get like a healthcare card for having a baby? I hope so. Yeah, I don't know if that happens or not. <laughs> just feel like it's something just claim it anyway. Jamail! is here! Ooh! Mailbag! First one, uh, I think I alluded to this last week, comes from Gav Brooks from the U... Well, emails from the UK, but citizen of the US. Mm. Um, Dando and Mitch is someone who is... about. Well, I'll, I'll summarise. Basically... As both someone of a conservative disposition and a fan of The Simpsons, the show can be a tough watch at times. I try not to allow the show's politics to come between me and a good laugh. I enjoy as much as anyone else seeing Count Dracula at the Republican Party headquarters or stage-managed questions regarding comments of Councilman Les Wynum. But I can't lie, there are a few episodes which do get under my skin a little. For instance, The Monkey Suit from Season 17. Not sure if you're familiar with that one. No. Okay. However, the more I watch a show like Family Guy as an example and the way that program handles political humour, the more I appreciate just how balanced the politics on The Simpsons is. Yeah. Yes, they mock Flanders' zealous Christianity, but he's the kindest, happiest man in Springfield. The writers may like make Lisa the conscience of the show, but not without dealing uh, her, her fair share, share of ridicule for it. 
Oh, guys, if you're sending emails in, you construct your sentences a little. <laughs> There's just way too many vowels in that one. Um, Homer does represent the stereotype of the lazy, stupid American father, but ultimately he would do anything for his wife and children. Mr. Burns is the anti-environment billionaire, but um, there's also the corrupt and sleazy mayor of Springfield who's basically modelled after JFK. Uh, Further, I recently read a comment by a lady on social media accusing the Simpsons of being an arm of the NRA due to a Treehouse of Horror episode where Lisa campaigns to outlaw guns, and as a result, Springfield is left defenceless in the wake of Wild West corpses coming back to life. Uh, in light of this, I'm interested to know if you, if there's any episode that the two of us can think of whose message or moral, whether perceived or intentional, you consider to be wrong or doesn't conform to your own personal beliefs. Um, I gather from previous podcasts that we may not see eye to eye on political matters, but The Simpsons has a way of bringing people together from all over the world, from every political stripe, race, religion, and culture. It's a testament to how much I enjoy your podcast that I'm able to withstand Mitch's snide remarks towards President Donald Trump. You know what the funny thing is? I try... Sometimes you... You know what? Full disclosure, I edited that podcast on the... Uh, that email on the fly because that actual sentence and in the interest of appealing to all um, sides of the political spectrum, that actual sentence is snide remarks towards our great leader, President Donald Trump. I... Not personally, but I, I can see a lot of people maybe have been annoyed with Lisa the Vegetarian, people who mm-hmm. aren't vegetarians. People who aren't pushing that message across. Yeah, might have been. The the only thing about that is I never thought that Lisa the Vegetarian was trying to convert people to vegetarianism. I take it as a way of more saying if you are a vegetarian, that's cool. Yeah, it's fine for you to be vegetarian. You don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah. So, like, that that is a classic example of no, that doesn't conform to my own belief. I am more than happy eating meat. I don't like thinking about where it comes from. It's one of those things where there's a cognitive dissonance that's important. I don't think I could live on a farm and, you know, raise yeah, a pig that, yeah. and then slaughter a pig. That's not within me, but I'll eat bacon. Um, and that is one of those things that you've you managed to, some people can reconcile. But yeah, I also fully appreciate the fact that that episode talks about the virtues of being a vegetarian and, you know, well done for doing that. It's not like... You can have people talk about the positives of something that you're not without that being a personal attack on what you are. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned earlier the of the Trias of Horror with the with the guns being mm-hmm. outlawed. What about the Cartridge family? I thought they were very balanced in that. Um, yeah, well, we spoke about that. I mean, balanced but skewed towards gun control. Bad. Yeah. Um, was was the way I kind of took that episode. But they didn't just, it wasn't just one side of the whole way. Even though, you could, mm. even though you could tell what the writer's actual belief was, yeah. they didn't try and control the narrative too much. Yeah. One way. Yeah. But thank you for the question, Gav. Thank you for the question. Thank you for writing in and thank you for, um, for, in, for, for not turning off when I make fun of your great leader. Joseph Luong. Hi, guys. I recently found your po- uh, your great podcast. There we go. Uh, and have started from season one, currently up to season four. Are we still taking voiceover recordings to play on the podcast? Of course um, we are. Let me reply to that one because you're not going to hear it for a while. Yes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool that he's only just discovered uh, it, though. Hi, Joe. Skip ahead to Fever Ned Flanders for your answer. There we go. Live discourse. Mitch, your star now page says that you can do a Boston accent. Your star now? What the hell is star now? Um, Wait, what? Yeah. So, st- come on. Was it? How do I find this? Star uh, now? What no, is I that? I think if you Google my name, it'll come up. So, that's obviously what Joe's done. Star now is basically like LinkedIn for semi-professional acting things. It's a page that I created when I was about 20. Extra and model. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's very old and it's very Look at the photo. Date. Very old and it's very out of date. Oh, you're holding your holy shit. <laughs> this is groundbreaking news. Everyone, starnow.com.au slash Mitch Grinter. I might have to update this. <laughs> no. Actually, no, I like it standing the test of time. At least let them see this. <laughs> I, I, I booked a couple commercials off of this before we make too much fun of the it. The photo of you with your collars up in a checkered shirt, <laughs> half tucked in. <laughs> That's right. I half tucked well before Nathan Drake half made it cool. Half tucked in, sleeves rolled up, cigar in mouth, looking holy shit. Cigar in mouth is a different photo. I know, no, no. But this is <laughs> you holding the camera up, trying to make it look like you're being discreet, but also wanting people to see that you've got the camera in your hand. I was being artistic. <laughs> holy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, there's a reason I deleted my fa- my MySpace page because I had photos like this shit on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these photos were cribbed from MySpace. I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, as is very apparent, I didn't. Fuck take that photos. middle photo of you with up is MySpace if I've ever I seen. I didn't it. take photos specifically for this. <laughs> Tell me, I was seventeen. So at you had best. that middle one. The camera's on a timer, right? No one's taking that photo of you. You're posing, looking into the mirror. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's made my day. Uh, in any case, the start down page that says that I can do a Boston accent, but in a podcast, actually, there is a list of accents on there that I claim to be able to do. But in a podcast uh, in season two, you said you can't do one. So can you or can't you do a Boston accent? Um, Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. There's two videos, but they're removed. What um, were they? Open Sesame? Oh, yeah. Um, so, there were some short films that I made. Oh. They're, they're actually genuinely good. Okay. But um, YouTube did a cleanse and... Skin colour. Tanned. <laughs> YouTube did a cleanse and that they I'd uploaded them on an old profile that I hadn't had any activity on for ages. So, those two videos are now lost to history, okay. which sucks. Yeah. Um, You've got your waistline here. Um, the point <laughs> is... Accents. Accents. UK Cockney, UK English, UK Posh, UK Scottish, USA Boston. Okay, so these were all from a drop-down <laughs> list. <laughs> Irish. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I can only do a Boston accent if I've seen The Departed recently, and I can only do a South African accent if I've recently seen Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which technically isn't even South African, it's Rhodesian, but yeah, splitting hairs. Um. You've had 3,334 views. Really? Profile views, 3,334. <laughs> right, now we're going to see how many... Let's, yeah. try, let's get the 5,000. Let's get the 5,000 people. <laughs> so, everyone listening, look up starnow.com.au forward slash Mitch Grinter. I want to see this profile view hit the 5,000. <laughs> All right, and I'll get back to work on a Boston accent in the meantime <laughs> and try to differentiate between UK English and UK Cockney. Um, did you have a question? What was the question? Oh, you went to the Boston accent? No, can I do a Boston okay, accent? Okay, next time. One, um, one more question before we leave. Uh, I've kind of got to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got some profiles to update. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks for listening to our review of Viva Ned Flanders, guys. Next week, we are going to be reviewing Wild Barts Can't Be Broken. I have good memories of this one. I really enjoy it. It's got a good sing-along at the end. Uh, adults. Really good episode. Yep. The curfew episode. Yeah, curfew looking episode. Forward to that more sort of like pirate radio and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really looking forward to that. So uh, until then, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? I mean, if you are a casting director out there, like there's a reason the page is still active. <laughs> I don't think my mobile numbers change, so get in touch. Shh.